Hi, you're listening to WRBH Radio, 88.3 FM. This is your host of New Orleans by Mouth, Chef Amy Sins. And here in the studio today, I have Chef Chris Hayes, who is with the Smoking Oyster. He has a blast from the past. We think he was on the show almost six years ago. So yes, it's exciting to ago. see where you are now, Chef. Yes, definitely. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell our listeners, like, what is the Smoking Oyster? The Smoking Oyster is a catering company. We do mobile catering, on-site catering. We come out. We come to you, we set up everything as um, far as barbecue pits, um, catering tents, whatever you need, we come and set it up. Um, we specialize in oysters, but that's not what we're limited to. Like I said, we specialize in charred oysters, raw oysters, fried oysters, boiled oysters. But on the other side, we do smoked pigs, we do goats, uh, wild hogs, whatever you can think of, we can do it. Awesome. You know, and I love that because it sounds like you're doing some cooking outside. Yes. that's I, I love to be outdoors. I love to be outdoors. And what else can you do outdoors? Cook, relax, enjoy yourself, have a good time. Well, what is it like as a chef to go from being inside those chaotic, way hot kitchens with all kinds of equipment and stuff to <laughs> packing it up in the back of your truck? Yes. And setting up in any random location. Well, it actually, it, it gives me a sense of, of relaxation. Number one, knowing I'm out in the open. I'm relaxing. I'm doing something I love. Uh, most of the time, my wife, she's with me. My kids are with me. They come out and help me out with the event. So if we just go out to cook out, we all just like to relax and hang out. But coming from a hot kitchen, it's it's beautiful. Except for maybe August and Well, New yeah, Orleans. August. <laughs> yeah, we did Caribbean Festival um, this year. And when I tell you it was hot, it was ridiculously hot. So, you know, how do you prepare yourself, you know, <laughs> for that level of heat? Especially if you're like, hey, my lovely wife, why don't you come and cook with me? How do you get everybody psyched up to go out in that? Well, it's, again... They like coming with me, but with the heat, they just like, nah, but I have to I have to talk. I mean, now, look, I'll pay you to do this. So my daughter, she's like, it's going to be hot. I know. Just come on. You're not going to be out that long. So, But for Caribbean Festival, the, the size of this room, this is, the space we had was probably a little smaller than this. So maybe like a smaller than a 10 by 10 space. Exactly. And we had a crawfish cooker and the oyster grill in that little space with a tent. And four people. So the heat was ridiculous. How many how many servings did you serve? Oh, wow. Um, just say we went to we went through three sacks of oysters. No, four sacks of oysters. Maybe sixty pounds of turkey necks. Um I'm, I'm, I take that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Crawfish. Went through four sacks of crawfish. Um two, three cases of turkey necks, which are thirty pound cases. And the oysters, I think we had maybe 10 sacks out there Friday, and we had like three or four sacks Saturday left over. So we did pretty good. Okay, so so you had me at turkey neck. So let's talk about that. Because this is something, you know, I'm a country girl, and pretty much I will eat anything that doesn't eat me first, and I don't believe in (laughs) wasting food at all. No, 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 no. Cannot waste food. And there's so much flavor, and I use my turkey necks like when I'm making a a gumbo or a stew. I save all those pieces of Mm -hmm. parts. 
but I have had them in boiled crawfish. Yes. And it's so fun. So what are you doing with the turkey necks? Well, when I boil my turkey necks first, before I boil my crawfish, you know, put all your good seasoning in, your cayenne pepper, your crawfish seasoning, onion, celery, bell pepper. I throw andouille sausage. I throw tassel ham, Brussels sprouts, sweet potatoes. Just throw all in the pot and let it go. Then throw my turkey necks in, let it boil for about 45 minutes. Once that comes out, perfect. Then drop the crawfish and then shrimp, maybe some clams, depends on what you're doing. And that that's my boil. Well, so that brings me to a great question because I feel like every crawfish season, there is an eternal debate. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, everyone's got their own. It's You know, I feel like it's like gumbo. You got your own family recipe. This right. is what I put in the pot, <clears throat> whether it's I'm using a Zatarain's blend or I'm mixing up my own stuff and then adding things. And, you know, I've seen some crazy stuff going in, yellow mustard. I've seen um, orange juice going in, uh, lemon oil. I mean, all kinds of stuff yeah. going in the pot. Are there any rules of what you don't, you think should not be allowed in a crawfish pot? Honestly, I don't think there are any rules. I just, whatever you feel comfortable with, whatever's Whatever you're used to, whatever is good to you, let it go. Just enjoy yourself. You know, that that's a time to to be happy, relax, and do what you need to do. And I love that attitude because I am a rule follower, but I am a rule breaker. And so many times I find myself trying to like preserve the classic way that I used to do it. Right. That I can right. be a little hard headed and go, um, why are you putting Alaskan king crabs in your crawfish boil, that's not local. And then when I sit down and I eat it, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so delicious, but this is wrong. Why have I never thought of this before? Yeah, it's wrong, but I'm now who was I to judge? So, (laughs) you know, it's kind of one of those things where uh, it seems to be ever-changing, you know? Throw in the pineapple. Right, right. I mean, like I say, it's it's whatever whatever makes you happy, you know? There's no right, no wrong way. It's... Like a lot of people say, there's no right and wrong way to cooking as long as the end product is what you're looking for. You know, that's how I feel about it. Is there anything that you've put in a crawfish boil that you go, wow, this was kind of crazy, but let's try? Um, that's a good question. I'll tell you that so. we had a party once mm-hmm. and we said, everybody brings something to put in the crawfish boil. Right. And so we had no idea what we were getting. And people brought, like, some canned goods. <laughs> and okay. I was like, okay. And they were like, well, we had some canned asparagus. We had some canned hearts of palm. We had some canned these things. And I was like, okay, how do you put that in a crawfish boil? Because I just have visions of it, like, whoosh, yes, right? It's blowing right up. So it's going we hit everywhere. the top and the bottom, like, with the little triangle part of the can opener. Right. Um, And we dropped it in. And we were like, okay, let's see. What happens? Pull it out, man. It was good. I, it's not something I would recommend on a regular basis because it was a, it was really hot and hard to open to the open, can. Right, right. <laughs> but it was kind of fun to be like, what is, and what you, could go in here? Right. And thinking about it, you have to think, the seasoning it's mixing with whatever liquids are inside the can, and it, it sits there. So whatever product you have in the can, just soaking it right up. Just, yeah. Hmm. The hearts of palm were really spicy. That's what I was thinking. I bet they were good. (laughs) But they kept a nice crunch. They still had, I don't want to say crunch, but they weren't, 
The um, asparagus just turned to mush, but the hearts of palm were a little more. They still had had a little body to them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about the process, you know, about barbecue and about cooking out. It's again, it's like one of those things where do you fish? Uh, Yes. You know how relaxing it is to go out there, sit on a lake and just throw your line out and just. Just wait for it. So that's not the kind of fishing I do. <laughs> Only I can't sit that still. But yes, that's the kind <laughs> my husband does. I'm more of like bow fishing. But oh, okay, well, but hey. yes, I feel you, and I know what you're saying. Right. That that's the passion I have when when it's when it's time to barbecue. Chill. Get up early in the morning. Make sure my pit's clean. Charcoal, wood, light the fire, and just just smell. Just taking all the smells. And then, you know, you season your meat, whatever you're putting out there, your chicken, steaks, ribs, whatever you're putting out. Just put it on and let it go. Sit back, you know, have a few cocktails. I can sit outside by myself all day and, and enjoy it, you know. But, hey, it's just it's just the love. And you open the grill, you see the smoke coming up, you see the grill marks on the chicken, grill marks on your burgers, and you just say to yourself, that's, that's beautiful. Well, so let's talk about grill marks because, mm-hmm. you know, I – I think we all people like me who mm-hmm. don't like to sit still. Um, we wanna we wanna check our food a lot, and I I have to remind myself that the food is cooking itself. I am just supervising the process. Right. That is not my job to mess with it. Exactly. And um, you know sometimes there's this point where you're like, I want to flip it. I want to flip it. Is it ready to flip? How do you? Keep yourself from flipping that burger too early, or is there a trick that we need to know? Well, honestly, I what I do is I I want to go out and flip it. I just look at I'll look at it for a while. I'm like, should I flip it? Should I flip it? And I'll put my spatula up on it just a little bit and get ready to flip it. And I'll look to see what it looks like, just enough. No, no, it's not ready. And I'll take it off. And that's it's like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and turn it over now. But I'll close it down. I go back in the house and try to forget about it. Come back a few minutes later, so it should be ready now. Then slightly turn it and look at it. Okay, that's right. That's good. But if I turn it too soon, then I know the rest aren't ready, so I'll leave them alone. So sometimes you just have a sacrifice burger. Right, that's a, that's family meal. Exactly. Right? That, there you go. That's, that's <laughs> that's you know, I'm going to take a bite of this. And if my neighbor's outside, hey, come try this out. You know, hey, that's, that's a guinea pig meal. Yeah. That's what we're going to call that. That's a guinea pig. I tend to, um, I'll look at it and... You know, when I, when I can't handle it anymore and I really <laughs> want to mess with it, I sing my ABCs. And that usually is just enough time for it to kind of settle in. Mm-hmm. And then when I get to Z, I flip it over and I'm like, oh, perfect. But, you know, it, it's a, a chronic thing that I think, you know, as a home cook or a home griller, you know, we're... We're flipping and flipping and flipping, and our grill marks are going all crazy. We flipped the burger four times. Right. Now it's not quite ideal. Like you have two diamonds that are stacked on top of each other, you know, yeah. Well, so do you believe in wet rub, dry rub? How you do that? With, with my ribs, it's dry rub with my ribs. With my chicken, I believe in wet. Let it marinate overnight, pull it out, let it go. But I have to have a dry rub with my ribs. Have to have it. And smoke or charcoal? Uh, charcoal, yes. Okay. Charcoal and um, pecan wood or peach wood. Ah. And it's funny because I stumbled up on peach wood in Academy Sports one day. And I was like, peach wood? 
So me, being me, so let me try this. I grabbed it, and when I went home, I put it on a little small smoker outside, and I was in the house, and like, the smell. And it's like, the smell is just amazing. It's so different. Yes. And I went outside, like, oh my God, it smells, <coughs> it smells great. So I take the top off, and I look, I think I'm going to have to, yeah. So that peach wood, it, it really, that was about a year ago when I tried it, and ever since then, I've been, yeah, trying the peach wood. Have you tried any other woods that you're like, mm, this isn't my favorite or this really only goes with a certain thing? Cherry and uh, and oak. Mm-hmm. Cherry and oak, you know. Mm. You know, it all depends on, you know, wild game. With wild game, I look at pecan or mesquite. Mm-hmm. Mesquite with a lot of steaks. But when I'm doing um, like like the hogs, rabbit, things like that, I do pecan. I learned a trick years ago. Um, you take a huge log and you put big, you bore big holes in them, and you stuff apples, lemons, oranges, cloves. You stuff those in the holes. Y'all, listen. Say that one more time. This sounds like an awesome trick. So you take a huge log, you bore holes in it, and you stuff them with apples, oranges, lemons, cloves, garlic. Um, cinnamon sticks, everything you can think of that's aromatic that has great flavors. You stuff it inside the um, inside your your wood, put it on the grill, and just let it smoke. Oh, I love that! There was a guy in our neighborhood who taught me about told me about it. And what he would do is he would start his fire and let it smoke. So about thirty forty five minutes into it, then he would drive off and drive around the neighborhood, drive through the city, and just. You can smell it all the way around. <laughs> and you and then, know it's ready when you can right. smell it a and block away. And then once he gets to his destination, you're like, okay, now I'm here. And then we have a lot of people sitting there waiting on him because they know he's going to drive around for a while. By the time he gets there, it's good to go. Oh, I love that. And, you know, it really does make sense because, you know, putting those things in and getting that smoke flavor and, you know, that aromatics, you know, it's, it's like whenever you make a soup or a stock and you're putting those flavors in it and you're building it. I think a lot of times we don't consider that different woods right. go with different proteins. You exactly. don't want to put mesquite if you're smoking fish because it's going to be right. too intense. It's going to have that, that bold flavor to it and it's going to kill the, I mean, it's going to, you know, compromise the flavor of the meat. You know, I'm just like, no, I don't want to do that. So something nice, again, something nice and subtle, nice pecan. Or go with the peach wood, you know, go with apple with, with a nice fish, something like that, you know. And that also plays into um, a nice piece of fish. And the flavors will pair with a nice wine also. You don't want a piece of fish with a bold flavor that takes away from the wine. So that's that's another thing to look at. Well, I was introduced this weekend. I was at the um, at the Orange Beach Food and Wine Festival at the Wharf. And there was a guy who had, and I wish I had his name, the best dish I ate there. It mm-hmm. was amazing. And he had a swordfish that he was doing on the grill. And, of course, you know, everybody's in line. And I'm in the back going, Chef, what kind of wood is that? What are you using? What are you smoking it over? Right. And so he was using charcoal, but he had a wood I've never heard of that I need to Google. And it was called cheetah wood. And I said, mm-hmm. okay, what is it? Tell me about it. And he goes, it probably has another, like, a real name. Right. But it came over from Africa to Brazil and it's an invasive species. And so the wood mm. was taking over some of the forested area. So they started chopping it and smoking over it. 
it was such a lovely, lovely flavor. So now I'm like, okay, I have my hmm. barbecuewood.com account. Now I'm going to have like a cheetahwood.com account. Cheetahwood. That, that's <laughs> so, something I will have to look into So I'm going to keep it on yeah. my radar. So if I yes, get some yes. stuff, I'll certainly uh, share Definitely. it with Cheetahwood smoked swordfish. And you yeah. make a, a mango and pineapple salsa to go on top of oh, it. Oh, it'd be amazing. He and had a, a, a nice green glass tomatilla of, salsa. Yes. You know what? Make uh, the tomatillo salsa. Use fresh pineapples with it. Ooh. Oh, my God. Yeah. So tell us how to do that. Uh, cook down your tomatillos. <clears throat> Excuse me. Once you boil your tomatillos, mix them with a little chicken base and a little sour cream. Fold all that together. Blend it together. Chop you some nice pineapples up, red onions, a little cilantro. Toss it right on top of your fish. And that sour cream is going to give it a little body, give hold it, it little together. Body. Exactly. Ah, see, yes. that's another yes. trick. And then with that... Again, I'm I'm big on wine. Nice glass of Sauvignon Blanc to go with it. It's, Absolutely. That, that's, an, again, an outdoor meal. It was delicious. And I, I kept telling him, I'm like, hands down, best meal I had there today. And because there is something about the time and the love that a smoked fire can put into right, a food. Right, that, and that And that's like you just said, the time and the love. That's it. And another one of my favorites are cedar. Amazing. Love cedar. Love it. Love it. I haven't cooked over cedar, but I was in the Pacific Northwest and found alderwood. And yeah. that is mm-hmm. like my go-to for vegetable grilling yes. these days. Yes. Alderwood's very good also. And it's funny, um, instead of grilling it, a lot of times my wife will be like, what is that smell? I'll put it in the oven and just turn the oven on yep. just to get the smell, you know? And she's like, really? Yes, really. I love that. So it's, You walk in the house, you just smell like just smoke throughout the house and like oh it's amazing i love it i love it my husband's like baby you gotta stop like the shelf i have a whole (laughs) shelf of like barbecue stuff and Uh it's like charcoal bags of wood unknown like things that i have dried that i think you can smoke with you know herbs and stuff and um i have a whole shelf of sugarcane curing really and um Every time there's always one or two that just get a little humid. And so I'm cleaning the like juice off the floor. I'm like, hmm, there's got to be a better way to, to find cure it. something to do. Let's find another way with this. Yeah, definitely. Like this definitely. Because my husband's like, I think the cats are eating the sugar cane. <laughs> so, but well, so chef, talk to me a little bit. What got you into saying, hey, I'm going to open the smoking oyster two and a half years ago and I'm going to take this show on the road? Um, well, at work one day, you know, we, we do a lot of, we did a lot of charred oysters at, at Felix. There's a lot of charred oysters. So we would have a customer who would come in on a regular basis. And it's just like almost every time he would come in, he would say, you know, his oysters aren't hot enough. This isn't hot. I need, I need this to be hotter. And I was trying to figure out, okay, let me figure out a way. So what I did was I took all the oysters off the shell and I threw all the shells into the fire. Yes. And just let them cook till they were just, just about burned around the edges. Pull them out, put them back on the plate, put the oyster on the, on the shell, and then set them on top of the, on top of the uh, grill. So that way the oyster can continue to cook. Then sauce it and everything and bring it out and give it to the customer. So this one particular day when I gave it to him that day, he was like, now this, this is what I'm talking about. This is a hot oyster. This oyster, this, this is a smoking oyster that, I want every time, exactly. That I want every time I come in here, 
And for some reason, that name stuck in the back of my head. And it was like, hmm. And that that was the start of the smoking oyster. Every time. And then so I would find myself going to the grill, putting them in the grill, letting them get hot, take them out, just doing different things, just trying stuff out. Hmm, I like this. Let me try this out. Uh, let me try Let's try this. Let's see how this works. And then it became a routine to give it to the customer like that, to where the oyster just sizzling when they come out. And uh, that's pretty much how it happened. Mm. And I was just like, you know what? Let me try to do this, you know, away from work. And the reviews were like, I love this. This is great. Hey, when, when are you coming back out? Let's try this. And so that's that's how this happened. Well, I love it. And because it's so exciting when, as a chef, you find something you love, you find a dish that you love, and then you go, I have perfected this. I have mastered this. And yes. this is exactly what people are looking for. Right. Exactly. Because you can go to just about any restaurant and get get your um, charcoal oysters. And again, a lot of them, butter, garlic base, you know, you can get that just about anywhere. But I try to do it a little different, which I incorporate a lot of herbs into my garlic butter. And it's actual homemade garlic butter, not, you know. Not a can of world. <clears throat> right, exactly. <laughs> um, incorporate a lot of herbs into it, a lot of spices into it. So that way you have... The garlic, you have the spice, you have the herbs. All they hit you at one time with the oyster and the cheese and everything. It's amazing. Oh, it sounds delicious. And you can bring it to our house for a party. Yeah, exactly. I can. <laughs> I don't even have to go to a restaurant. Don't have to go to a restaurant. Come to your house, set up everything right there in the yard, grill, you're good to go. Well, so with all this cooking that you're doing and you're out on the road and you're cooking for other people, if we came to your house, what's in your refrigerator for you and your family? What are you eating? I can look at my refrigerator right now. My top shelf, there's milk, there's Parmesan cheese, six eggs because I made an omelet this morning, um, Kraft cheese, ranch dressing, olive oil, garlic, maybe four or five apples, guacamole from last night, chips. My wife put in the refrigerator. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Soggy um, chips. <laughs> a, a couple of onions, a couple of jalapenos, oranges, and celery. I love it. You have ingredients. Yes. Ingredients. I, and you can make just about anything with that. You give me three ingredients, I give you a meal. I love it. Why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you and how they can learn out more, learn more about you? Well, you can find me on Facebook at The Smoking Oyster. Um, you can find me on Instagram with The Smoking Oyster also. And Twitter, it's, I think it's Chef, Chef Hayes on Twitter. I have to double check that one. So for y'all out there, if you're, you know, as the weather is changing, as soon as we get rid of some of this heat, I know everybody's going to be looking to entertain in their backyard and uh, do some of those backyard parties and things. And I mean, I can't think of anything better than stepping up my game, but lowering the amount of work I have to do by having somebody else step up the game for me. someone else do it for you. Exactly. So uh, what should they order? What, what's your number one, you know, on-the-go thing that you're My doing? My number one on-the-go thing, um, charcoal oysters, of course. But lately it's been, um, they've been ordering a lot of wings that I've been doing. And the wings would be probably a, a two-step process where you smoke it halfway, then fry it. And they've been getting rave reviews from that. And um, as far as the seasons, I assume your seasons change based upon, upon what you can get. Exactly. So exactly. as we're going into the fall, mm -hmm. what seafood are you, do you have? Um, 
right now, of course, dealing with oysters, uh, dealing with shrimp, and not sure what else I'll start playing with yet. But right now, it's oysters and shrimp, of course. Uh-huh. Um, soft shell crabs, they're hit and miss, but you still get um, get calls for them. So and whole hog, whole goat. Oh yeah, that's that's whole hog, goats, pigs. That's always okay. What about our hunters that are out there? Um, have you done anything where you go out to the camp and not yet? But I'm hey, I'm willing to show up. All right, you go out, you hunt, you kill a deer, you dress it. I'll be there to cook it. All right, I love it. So. Also, during, I mean, you know, a lot of people say barbecue is spring, summer. Nah. If you call me in the middle of December, 30 degrees outside, guess what? I'm going to come cook. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much, Chef Chris. Not a problem. It's always fun to get you in the studio. For our listeners out there, we were talking to Chef Chris Hayes with the Smoking Oyster. You've been listening to WRBH Radio. 88.3 FM. This is your host of New Orleans by Mouth, Chef Amy Sins. Until next time, ciao.